week on Erotic Awakening, free male chastity devices, why bother to write, and single in the scene. We'd like to thank our latest Patreon supporter, Ryan B. Thank you. you didn't write it on mine. <laughs> we enjoy creating and recording this podcast and hope you enjoy listening to them as well. When you become our patron, it gives us a chance to apply more energy towards creating. For as little as a dollar a month, you can support us yes. and get special access to all kinds of stuff. Awesome. Head over to patreon.com slash erotic awakening to take a look at the options. And regardless, thank you in listening to and enjoy listening to the show. <laughs> Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening. Win, win, win. Right now. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. Today on the podcast, we are speaking with Crimson Aurora, who is going to tell us about what it's like to be single in the scene as a submissive. Do you know what we Crimson are... Aurora means? No. Aurora is Spanish for dawn. Yeah. Red, Red Dawn. Red Dawn it is. I've, I've seen that movie. I prefer the original version. And we are also have a um, question of the day about writing. But, Dawn, I also want to mention before we get any further, mm -hmm. I have sitting in a box, which you can't see in front of me right now because I don't have it with me. Okay. And I'm sure as hell not wearing it because I don't know how to wear it. I have a vice. It is a male chastity device called the vice from the fantastic Locked in Love. It retails for $160. Holy cow. And we're going to give it away. Nice. How are we going to give it away? I don't know. I think we will give one away. I think that uh, we are going to say thank you to our patron supporters by giving them first chance at it. Ooh. So I'm going to send an email to all of our patron supporters. I'll send a link to that device. And first person to speak up that says, damn, I'd, I'd wear that. Damn. Or I have somebody at home that I'll make wear that. And is willing to do a review for us. Ooh. They can have it. That's nice. Then I'll have another one, which everybody else get a chance at. Cool. I like that idea. Um, so there you go. L keep an eye on your patron emails for those that are patrons and get your some male chastity device going. Indeed. We'll if you want to see what it looks like, you can look online at just do a search for locked in lust. The item is a male chastity device. It's called vice. And I just did that web search. So I'm just dying to find out how Facebook or algorithm and Google <laughs> algorithm is going to show me some search results coming up. Nice. So awesome. Well, we do have an awesome question of the day, I think. It's slightly different. Does it answer why I have a sock here in my no, hand? See, for those but watching on video. The patrons will find out because they get a recording of the dare. Queen so sock. we will find out why there is a sock on the on table. The table. <laughs> uh, question of the day. You said there's a what is a question of the so day? So it's just a simple question of the day. Uh, someone wants to know what made us start writing. So it's not a sexy question. It's not no, a no. kinky question, but they were just curious about us and our thought process behind writing because, and I, you know what? That is funny because I didn't realize mm -hmm. that was a question of the day mm -hmm. when I just added this. Mm -hmm. So we have Living MS, our first book, mm -hmm. right? Sex Stories and Power Exchange, our second book, and then the Polyamory Toolkit, our third book. So, so I'm going to answer the question um, to start with. You and I had been presenting for a number of years when we decided to write a book. Mm-hmm. Living a mess is about. But if, I, but 2011, I think, is when it came out. The first story we, the first book we decided to write was actually Sex, Sex Stories, Stories and, and Power, Power Exchange, Exchange, which ended up being the second book. Mm -hmm. We started to write that book because we wanted to be authors. We were presenting a lot. And we wanted the accredit, ac accreditation. Is that a word? 
Yeah, I think so. Why not? Today it is. A accreditation of being authors. Right. So that's why we started that book. And that book actually never actually got done until we finished Living a Mess. Right. Because we started it and it was just kind of like a stutter to get it going. So mm -hmm. it was a bunch of short stories and we were trying to figure out how to make the short stories. Some were fantasy, some were real. And um, we were just trying to figure out how to make it yeah, how to make it work together and mm -hmm. not just be stories. So we were trying to think of things that we could write between the different stories to to actually give it some some education besides just erotic. Right. So we, we were kind of stuttering on that and how to make that work. And then for whatever reason, we started working on Living MS mm -hmm. and that flowed. And it is kind of like if you've ever started, if you've ever done coding, right? Where you're working on a website or you're working on whatever you're working on or painting or sculpting. And you get to that spot where you've gone from um, having to think about how to do it to just flowing into it mm -hmm. to that, that Gnostic, 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 state Gnostic state of just it happening for you. And that's how Living MS happened for us, as well as the Polyamory Toolkit. So I think the reason, though, the actual question, what made you want to write is we have some experience that we believe is of benefit to share with other people. Mm -hmm. Some of it is where people, after we finished presenting a class, people would come up and ask us some of some basic five or six same questions that we would answer a lot. So we said, well, shoot, we, that's probably be good material to blog about or create a book around. And and I think we actually did some musings on those questions, right? Wasn't there master musings mm -hmm. and slave heart musings? So people would ask us a lot of the same questions over and over again. So we did musings on these. And was this before FET or did we do it on FET? Um, uh, I bet you some of mine were on Literotica yeah. or a blog or something like yeah. that. Yeah, some of this did occur, especially for living MS prior to FET life actually mm -hmm. being a thing. Yeah. So, so we took some of those musings and put them together, things that we'd already written about. We touched them up and, you know, put those together. And then we decided on the, he said, she said, mm -hmm. right. So that way Dan could present um, his thoughts on different topics as a master. And the background, and I do it as a slave. the background on that is I actually came across a book by um, Monty Python alumni, John Cleese, where he did a book with a, um, a psychologist. I believe the psychologist's name was Skinner. Really? No, that sounds like something from The Simpsons. Anyway. Skinner is actually a psychologist. Is he so, modern day? He's not No, I don't think he's modern day though. I think he's older. So. Okay. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But the, the 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 view of the book was very much John Cleese and Skinner having this here's my view on the sort of thing. I just read a similar book with um the actor that plays the big Lebowski, Jeff Daniels, and Bernie Goldman. I don't know. I don't, now I'm screwing that name up too. A famed uh, Buddhist scholar, let's call it, um, where they did the same back and forth sort of thing, mm -hmm. taking a topic and discussing it. So the point being, we found a way to have our voice right. to create the book. Because we don't blend our voices very well, especially in power exchange, because we're coming at it from two different dynamics. So how I feel about something is going to be different than how Dan feels about something because they complement each other. So it just kind of made sense to have the he said, she said, or Dan says, Dawn said, and it worked out really well. 
And so we were imparted all this stuff. I mean, living a mess is our first 10 years as a power exchange couple. Mm-hmm. We need to do a living a mess too, because we've got 10 more years under our belt. But it was a lot of stuff that we had learned over time and felt like we needed to share it with other people that were just starting. So get to the point of the actual question, Don. What for you, you personally, mm-hmm. what made you want to write as I take this pen and stab you and in the stab heart? Me? Because we already had the podcast right. at that point as well before we started writing. So, But I really feel like I had stuff to share and I really wanted to help people and get it out to as many people as possible, right? So there, there's there's not many books on living a mess. There's not many books on heterosexual power exchange. And I just wanted to get it out there. So I, I like to write. I like to put things in words. Um so that was my main goal, I guess, was to get it out to as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. So so what about you? I don't know. It's funny because I can't say – I mean, we, we originally we, with Sex Stories and Pirates Challenge, I wanted to write a book to become more well-known. I right. wanted to become a book to become an accredited author, right? But we did that already. Um, and at that point – at the point the books actually started coming out, we had enough gigs – that really didn't matter. We didn't anymore. need it for gigs. We, right. we, we were Ugh. very popular. And as a matter of fact, we were teaching Living MS quite a bit. Yeah. That's why we titled it that way. So why I, you know, I I because we were supposed to is really the best answer I got. Mm-hmm. We, it just felt like the thing that we were supposed to be doing is to write this book to communicate kind of the same reason we do the podcast, maybe. It's just a way to say. You and I have been gifted with these golden threads, these ideas. We've had these fucked up experiences in power exchange and polyamory. And there's no value in those fucked up experiences beyond you and me surviving them unless we get the opportunity to share it with other people as well. So I love the idea that somebody might be going through some concerns that, um, you know, when they're, they're comparing sex with another partner's partner. Mm-hmm. And to say, well, shit, somebody already wrote about it. And here's their view on it. to give me something to work off of or um, any of that kind of stuff that we that our experience continues to be valuable to people that we haven't met yet or haven't heard the podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of a, I, can't, I guess that's kind of the why. Yeah. So just sharing the experience, passion, I guess, just and passion. the passion. Yeah. So, what, I mean, everything we do is around this stuff. So. And, and <laughs> really, that's one of the things that we've been very fortunate with and that, that I recommend to people as well. Find out what you're passionate about and do that. You know, for us, um, we don't have, or at least until recently, we don't really have jobs that have anything to do with our passion. The money we get doesn't have to do with passion. So Mm -hmm. it's neat that we get to have the opportunity to do something that expresses passion. Yeah, I think it was just an extension of some of the stuff we were already doing, right? We were already, we'd already run for title and had, (laughs) maybe that was another reason of putting Living MS together, right? We lost the international MS title, but we still had a lot of shit to share. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it it didn't invalidate us being power exchange. We still had a lot of stuff. So to put it out there and then, right, the podcast was already happening and then that and then producing PXS and, you know, just, and then BTL. And so all of it just seems to be about helping other people with their mm-hmm. relationships. We just want people to be happy. Yeah. So, and we got <laughs> tools to help. What do you think? Head over to the, <laughs> our Erotic Awakening, no, head over to our Facebook page, which is called Erotic Awakening Podcast. All one word. And share your thoughts. What are you passionate about? And really, that's the question that we'll put out there. Not why right. do you write? What are you passionate about? Uh, side note, if you're going to do a podcast, 
do it as a topic you're passionate about versus something you want to make money at because because you don't make money. Some people do. Some people. I'm do, on so many podcasting. It's kind of rare. That, yeah. Yeah. It's, but you know what? If I start listening to a podcast and it's it's advertisement, advertisement, and that's how they're trying to make money, I don't listen to it anymore. I don't listen to commercial radio. I don't listen to commercial TV. I'm not listening to commercial podcast. And that, uh, hey, I'm with you. So, hey, another thanks to our Patreon supporters. We really appreciate your support, Patreon oh, supporters. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. They use the skip button but, like I do on my podcast. Right, but we're doing Patreon so that we don't have to do commercials. No, right? no, I'm digging Because that. it does cost it. to do podcasts. So, yeah. But, cool. Thanks, here's guys. another. Well, here's <laughs> the other question of the day, then. What? What's the other question of the day? If our, um, right now our Patreon supporters put in about, we get about $200 a month from our Patreon supporters, which means that none of the podcasting, that little camera looking over mm -hmm. there, this the, microphone, the now that shit's actually costing us money finally. We actually, the, yeah. Yeah. Um, if we were getting $2 a month, would you keep podcasting? We have. Good point. Right? We have. No, what we would do is probably have to go back to commercials. And I hate doing that. What if the what if you got no commercials? What if we there was no money in podcasting? I'd probably still do it. I like podcasting. <laughs> it is a good it way is. for you and I to process ourselves. And mm -hmm. we got we've met some really cool people via the podcasting thing. And again, it's not for us. It's really neat that when we see people that are supporting the again, it's not support the podcast podcast. But this does lead into our next little topic. When we see people supporting the podcast, like this next one, we have an anonymous bought us a coffee, which actually a they bought us a cup of coffee. Yeah, at, at well, fancy Starbucks. Coffee. Yeah. Um, they said, "Look, you don't. I don't want you to use my name." Mm -hmm. And it's somebody we see fairly often. And they said, "Look, I just want to say thank you. I listen to this stuff. I get value from it. I just wanted to say thank you." So it's a neat way for people to express that thank it you. It makes us feel special. It does. Like we're really doing something that's providing something. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and if you want to buy us a cup of coffee to say thank you, great. Or if you want to just, when you see us at an event, say, look, I got something good mm -hmm. out of the podcast. I appreciate it. Or if you want to, you know, um, you want to star fuck, you know. I should not? start wearing my silver lame. You should. My silver lame bandana. Just, you guys know hanky codes? We should do a podcast on hanky codes. Or do a question of the day. What is a hanky code? I've sure. had a lot of people asking me recently what hanky codes are. Because I'll talk about the Kickstarter cards. Mm -hmm. And I want to do a um, what, uh, expansion. expansion pack. Mm -hmm. And in the expansion pack, I was at a gay male leather event. And they're like, why don't you have the hanky codes in here? And I'm like, oh, I need to do the hanky codes in our Kickstarter cards. So, And then people are like, well, what are the hanky codes? And I'm like, oh, we need to have a. There you go. We need to have a topic on that. So, um, Bungie recently sent us. We mentioned this recently. A show called "You Can't Ask That." Looks really interesting. We haven't actually watched it yet. That's see. We got to remember when we're sitting there right. eating our Cheerios, and we're sitting on. So yeah, here's how I'm we watch all kinds of notes here. Look at my little tentacles, just kind of. <laughs> I, I don't know about you guys, but here's how we watch TV. Uh, often we'll sit in front of the couch. We'll grab a bowl of cereal or whatever. Uh, exactly. We're getting off to do something else. We watch TV very rarely, but when we do, it's normally around a meal. And we'll pick up the remote and we'll go click. Oh, look at that. Click. Oh, what is that? Click. Oh, what is that? Click. Oh, what is that? And then the cereal's and done we, and we haven't watched anything. We've sat on Netflix <laughs> scrolling through. Uh, they call that station paralysis or something. Station paralysis. So we just have to remember we have something to watch. Why station paralysis? Because instead of actually watching anything, 
there's so many choices. Oh, that we, we don't actually flipping. choose anything. We just did that on our car ride from Minnesota too. Flip stations, flip stations, flip stations. Because <laughs> there's so many to choose from. Uh, that's where she says stations. She's saying podcast. podcast I down. I, I wasn't going to say podcast. <laughs> um, don't listen to a lot of them. Although, mm -hmm. I, I hear, guess what? what? So, podcast listeners, you may or may not know, uh, in my service, I now have a new boy. Mm -hmm. Do you know the boy? You know what the boy's favorite podcast is? No. Not ours. <gasps> so there you go. Sacrilegious. Yes. Well. Or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the wrong term. <laughs> um, speaking of television shows that we're not watching, also there's a show on Netflix called Bound, I think. Which is Bound, Bounding, Bonding, Bounding, bond, bounding, bounding, I think. Bounding, is it? Uh, apparently the, um, sure. the Netflix is taking a shot at the pro-dom Thing. It's kind of a comedy, kind of a um, not exactly sure what it is. We haven't watched it yet. We haven't watched it yet. We'll if you watched us, try. let us know how it is, whether it's worth watching or not. And if you're going to tell us that's worth watching or not, tell us what else, one other show that you like. So, Ooh, for yeah. example, somebody says, "Oh, that new show, um, Bound Russian Doll." Russian Doll. That that's a really good show. I really enjoyed that, and I also enjoy. Um, Two blonde girls, or whatever that show is. Two poor girls, or I don't know. I don't know. Some si girls. some some <laughs> sitcom on CBS um, that tells us, oh, so you, that's the kind of shows that you like, right? So I can compare. You know, we have a lot of people that tell us, oh, we love that Walking Dead TV show. I got through the first season, and was eh, okay. That's interesting, but I'm done with it. Um, so if you tell us, oh, I love Walking Dead, and I love Oh, if you tell us, like, for example, you love the show um, Russian Doll, and another show you really love is Happy, they will say, ah, oh, here's yes. something with good taste. Yes, right? so, then we'll so watch it. We'll go watch it. It'll be awesome. So cool. Not to say that you've got bad taste. You're watching us, after all. Or yeah. listening. And listening. So um, I did want to mention, speaking of not advertising, but I do want to mention. <laughs> Don't waggle that tentacle at me. Wagging tentacle at you. Um, Bad Dragon. So everybody, I'm betting everybody's heard of Bad Dragon right now. And Excalibur keeps sending me links to different Bad Dragon uh, tentacle dildos that mm -hmm. are showing up on FET right now. So um, Bad Dragon makes dildos. And they're, they're like dragon dildos and tentacle dildos and horse cock dildos and just griffin dildos and just all kinds of stuff. And I've got, well, I had my George. So we had George. And now mm -hmm. there's Georgette. Um, George disappeared. But um, Bad Dragon has donated some items to the PXS, the Power Exchange Summit Silent Auction. So if you get a chance, the event's only two weeks away, there's going to be Bad Dragon stuff in the silent auction. Yep. And if you don't know what Bad Dragon is and you have access to Pornhub, I'm sure everybody has access to Pornhub, check out Bad Dragon and you'll find out what you can do with those dildos. They're so pretty hot. <laughs> were you, uh, I guess you weren't around at the formal event where somebody had a bad dragon <gasps> dildo with the little, pre the cum ejaculator thing. I've got bottles of the cum. Okay. It's cum lube. So some of it's clear and some of it's white. And for some of the dildos, you can put that in there and it actually feels like the dildo is coming. So they tell me. But anyway, I wanted to thank Bad Dragon. Absolutely. For making a donation to PXS. Uh, random internet Instagram follower of the day is musical dog lover. Ooh, find now, us. Yes. I don't know if that means musical dog, a lover of musical dogs, or, or they're musical and a dog lover. 
Right. So I don't know. Mm, I don't know. But you know I like the name. I like the name. So find us on Instagram. We've actually been sending quite a few Instagram pictures again. Uh, again. Uh, the last one was us in a donut shop. No, the last one was me vending last night yes. here at Space. So that was kind of neat. So find us on Instagram and see the picture of the day. And we are Erotic Awakening. So we have our reaching, reaching. Oh, reaching. Sorry, I put the bowl random out Random truth of the day. We did our random dares Ooh, earlier. Nope. And, oh, nope, that's a dare. Wait. That's a dare. Do you want that one or one of those? I think there's two there. there. Oop. Okay, so random truths. Wow. Deep, huh? Yeah. Do you want me to ask you first? Yeah. Okay, so Dan. Come on, come on, it's pretty light. All right. If you, oh, it's not that deep, but it's okay. a thinker. If you had the power to give or receive, oh, I read this different the first time. Okay. If you had the power to give or receive unlimited orgasms, what would you pick? To give, give or, receive. or receive unlimited orgasms. orgasms. I okay. Initially, I'm thinking, well, that's I can give me enough time, and I can give unlimited orgasms. Right already. Give me enough time, <laughs> and I can receive unlimited orgasms. That's just a slower process. But it says the power, so think of it as a superpower. Okay, to give or receive unlimited. Orgasms. So I'm going to suggest, I'm going to take receive. Okay. I'm surprised. I know you're so surprised. Why? Because I'm making an assumption that for me to, re to be able to receive unlimited orgasms means that the biology to put me in a state of orgasm. Oh. So to me, I'm taking that to mean this also gives me the power to have sex, have an orgasm, and then instantly become aroused again. Nice. Now, it doesn't clearly, it doesn't say, clearly that, say that, but, but you know what? I'm assuming that's what that it's means. It's a slip of paper, so you can make it mean what you want to make Good. it mean. So, but I, that surprised me because usually yeah. you're not about that, but I can see where that would shift it. So you would, mm -hmm. yeah, I could see that. Though, though, if you have the power to give yourself unlimited orgasms, does that mean I don't get to give you random blowjobs? anymore no it just means that they're way more random than you thought <laughs> nice uh don yes sir what is a it's kind of a silly question for us what is a somewhat weird fetish oh wait a minute what about you give or receive unlimited orgasms oh, give or receive i was gonna say give well we're on the same page so i can give you unlimited and you can receive unlimited oh but damn it See, see, there we should partner up a little bit. Yeah. How we should, so? We should both take give or both say receive. Yeah, why? Because then we're working together. Like if I can, if you can give me unlimited orgasm, right? right that's your power. Right. I've already got the power to give myself unlimited orgasm. Right. That's a lose. That's not. That's it, true. So if you I could do. give unlimited orgasm and you could give unlimited orgasm. Yeah. Then we would both get unlimited orgasm. That is true. You're not buying the math I like it. for some reason. Well, because I like it being a superpower because that's what I would put on my FET profile. I have the superpower of giving unlimited orgasms. Who's on board? I get to meet and play with a lot of people. It is unfortunate that we are kind of fans <laughs> of that whole consent thing. 
True. Because oh, because then you could just because see how I picture it is is it like I get the power in my finger, orgasm, right? Orgasm. So I would just walk through people like orgasms. So yes, but we are consent. Yeah. Cop tries to give you a ticket. Orgasm. Orgasm. <laughs> I didn't think it was that way, but yes, that would be cool. Be a special bonus for oh. Or just make eye contact. There you go. And then they shiver and orgasm. That would be a special <laughs> bonus for our, our podcast listeners. Ooh. Orgasm. <laughs> just stare into the camera and everybody's <laughs> orgasming. <laughs> that would be awesome. Then oh, who wait. has their favorite podcast? So what was your question for me? Oh, sorry. So what is a somewhat weird fetish that you would actually like to try? A somewhat weird fetish that I would actually like to try. You now, know, I don't have many fetishes because I consider a fetish something that sexually turns you on, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and for some people, they say that you have to have that to be sexually, to have an orgasm or something, that you have to have this right. fetish. I don't go that far. Mm-hmm. So a fetish is something that sexually turns me on that but in I this would case, like to try and a, haven't tried. It's just a fetish. It's something that's right. aligned as a fetish. It doesn't have to be your fetish. Oh. Just something that you want that's along the line along of fetish. Of a fetish that I would you like can almost to try. say something that's kinky. Right. Something Alternative. That's kinky that I haven't tried yet. That, that you would, would actually like to. Try. Like to. Um, I mean, because tentacle sex is right up there, but Bad Bunny made sure I got to at least role play that. Right. Um, I feel like there should be something on the tip of my tongue. Like a DP is still near the top of my mm-hmm. list, right? I've got, I mean, I got things on my bucket list, like being wrapped with bubble wrap and then single tailed, right? Is that really a fetish? I don't know. That's just a scene idea. So for some people, but the, most of the other stuff I've tried, needles is a fetish for some people. I've tried that. Whips, canes, paddles, fire, wax, electric, <laughs> Fisting. Now you're just showing off. I d- I've done all of that. And then things that I'm not interested in, I haven't, haven't done. So I don't know. Okay. And things I don't like, I don't do. We don't get points for these. So there's no point in me winning okay. this one. So, but what fetish, do you have a fetish that you would like to try? I would like to try fucking a stranger. Um, having sex with somebody who I don't know who it is. Mm-hmm. And interrogation play. Hmm. See, I used to really, 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 really want interrogation play. And I was upset because you wouldn't do that with me. And mm-hmm. then you let me know that because you know the buttons to push for me right. to make me a basket case, you won't do it with me. Right. It wouldn't be fun right. for either one of us. Right. So, and then over time, I've watched some interrogation play. I don't know that I want to do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, cosplay. Oh, I just love came, to do cosplay. We just That's came up with one. a cos. Oh, boffers. Yeah, so we could do boffers. So um, what was it? What were we doing? Essential spanking intensive. Uh-huh. And we were doing the Kickstarter cards. And we were trying to have people come up with the the scene that I would really love to, love to, love to do. Mm-hmm. And that's who won the prize. And somebody came up with Wonder Woman wearing a dildo. And what was it? <laughs> Wonder Woman wearing a dildo. And I think there was restraints yep. involved and something else. And and I'm like, yes, yeah, that one wins. Out of the five groups, that one wins. I That is one I would like to do, cosplay. And um, I've King, done it a little bit. I've and, done it twice. And King of Tokyo play. King of Tokyo play? Yes. Earlier today, we were playing a game of King of Tokyo with um, my partner, Kat, and one of the ends. Um, her end partner. Her end partner. And we're the, we kinkified the game King of Tokyo. So the 
point of the game in King of Tokyo, you get to you smash other monsters. Oh, that's right. So every time you smash a monster, to instead to have like a flogger and you get to flog somebody or you something flog like somebody. that. That would be cool. So that would be neat. But you know what else has turned me on recently? Somebody said something, and I almost bought that slingshot. Damn, I didn't go back to get back to get that slingshot. <laughs> See, there you go. There's your yeah, fetish. Yeah, there, there is one. So there is a fetish that I would like to try. Not that it would be my fetish. I just think it would be fun. Right. But someone said something about a slingshot with mini cupcakes, mm -hmm. right? And to take the slingshot and to shoot people with cupcakes. And I'm like, a twisted tryst. They have a food play sort of um, like like in the morning at nine o'clock in the morning, they have a food play scene, right? And anybody that wants to be in it can be in it. And I'm loving the idea of how, just being on the sidelines, not being part of the getting food thrown on me, mm -hmm. being on the sidelines, sitting in a scrunchy chair and with my slingshot and mini cupcakes, frosting out and popping people <laughs> with cupcakes and the cupcakes stick to them. Huh. It's that a fun visual. Fun. Do I find it sexy? No, but I find it fun that I can peg people with cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah yeah no i, I get it i'm I with like you it. i'm with you okay uh newsletter subscriber new joyce texas <laughs> welcome joyce so get your ea shout out head over to the eroticawakening.com website and you'll find a link to the ea newsletter don the random reddit after dark question of the day is how I long thought it was timely it's nice. How long should a <laughs> I picked this last week? <laughs> How long should a blowjob last before a guy comes? Yeah, I picked this last okay. week. Okay. So cool. I thought that was interesting. How long should a blowjob last before a guy comes? And I mean, honestly, you know, when I read this, I was like, why would somebody ask that? Why is there a time limit? Mm -hmm. That's a goal. I'm on I'm no goal. Mm -hmm. So though I did just have a conversation with a memory. Yes. Which Hantress, yes. I was wondering if you were going to remember um, that. Yeah. Which Hantress, um, uh, at the spanking party, we were chatting mm -hmm. and we've known each other for good gosh, since the beginning. So 20 years. Yep. And um, we were talking about blowjobs and I whipped around and I looked at her and I'm like, oh, I've given your husband a blowjob. And she's like, yes, I was there. I'm like, I know you had to finish my jaw locked. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes I think blowjobs can last too long. Because I get tired mm -hmm. and then I feel like I, you know, I have to finish. Right. And it's like, I, my jaw's tired. I'm tired. It's not fun anymore. And I like it when I can be present and it's still fun. But yeah. if it's too long, then it's not fun. And sometimes I'll actually ask the guy to help me out. Right. And watching a guy stroke himself, fucking one of the hottest things <laughs> that I like to watch. I'm not so much of a voyeur, but I do love to watch a guy stroke himself. So um, when it's consensual, I don't want to just walk around somebody, <laughs> somebody randomly. Don't look at me like that. It's happened. Before. Absolutely. I get it. Nope. So, um, but uh, yeah, so I have to have them help me out because I, it's just too long. Yep. But um, a quickie blow job is just fine, especially if there's touching and, just looking in, it's just fucking hot. The correct answer is as long as appropriate. As long Depends as on the appropriate, right? Just be attentive and be present and be there. And whether it's short, medium, long, lasting, you know, as long as everybody's having a good time. Yep. So, cool. Don, did you know the Man Stroking Himself podcast is higher rated than Erotic <laughs> Awakening? I don't think so. Well, a, I don't think so. <laughs> take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen. 
or just tell your friends. So we got to get to our interview now, but first you must tell us about Naked Girl Legs. So, um, yes. So John sent some tentacles wrapped around naked girls' legs. I really liked that one. And then um, Daryl sent some real octopuses. So that was a little different. Those mm -hmm. were a little. I get sent pictures of real octopuses every now and then, and and they were a little different. Did I show the picture that Excalibur got me? No. Oh. For those so. listening <laughs> on the podcast, you'll have to visualize this at the formal event. Um, and this one can be shown on YouTube, so it's safe to show on YouTube. Um, so Excalibur from Cleveland got me this picture. You'll have to help me open it up. And it is just beautifully done. So I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a little shiny on the camera. But um, isn't that beautiful? Mm -hmm. So I actually want to put it on the wall behind us, but I'll probably get it framed first. Wait a minute. Why would it go on the wall behind us? All Can right, I'll put it in my desk? office Here, then. Hold it, wait. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna Instagram that shit. Are you gonna Instagram it? Okay. <laughs> so we're on YouTube and you're Instagramming while we're on YouTube. So let's do the whole media thing. <laughs> we're in social media purgatory. I don't know. All right, there we go. Awesome. So, but yeah, this is just really, really cool. And it's kind of like on a fabric. So instead of paper, it's it's really neat. I've gotten over the 10 years we've been doing this, I've gotten a few tentacle things and um they are all just absolutely beautiful so yeah. you really are instagramming that's awesome so cool and then we've got a um interview coming up so we happen to run into crimson aurora who we've seen at many events um mm -hmm. and we just i was just randomly talking to her and another submissive identifying person and we're they at were, llc at, Leather, Leather Leadership, Leadership Conference, Conference. Yep. and they were talking about what it's like to be single in the scene, mm -hmm. and I said, well, this is kind of interesting. How about shutting up while I get a microphone, and then talking some more? <laughs> we do that with people sometimes. Shut up. Let's get the microphone. Stop talking. And they said they would be happy to do that. At least mm -hmm. one, of them, one of them said, I don't like being told to shut up, and left. I didn't literally <laughs> say shut up. But I know. Crimson I know. Aurora stuck around, and she told us what it's like to be single in the scene, and it's a very interesting it's an interesting perspective. conversation, yeah, because she had talked to me a little bit before you started recording her, and... It was, it was really interesting. Yeah. Absolutely. So here we are at the Leather Leadership Conference having a fantastic time. They actually have a room set aside for podcast recording. Which is nice. It is nice. So we found people to interview. Today on the podcast, we have Aurora, or Crimson Aurora. We've, we know you from many of the events that you've been to. We always see you at different events and all that kind of stuff. And Was it we, PXS? Yeah, that That's was the, the first time first I met time. you. Yeah, yeah. And we want to talk about you are, since you've, tell me if this is correct, since you've joined the lifestyle, you joined the lifestyle as a single person. Yep. And you've been a life. You've been a single person since you've joined the lifestyle. Correct. And is that your choice or? <laughs> no, actually, um, I've been coming to events for probably about two years now, and it's tough to know what you want when you don't know what you want. Mm -hmm. And um, it seems like a lot of people already have someone. Or they're looking for the 20-year-old, and I don't yeah. fit any of those demographics. Mm -hmm. um, so basically, I come to events. You know, I used to travel for work and traveled by myself. And so, you know, to me, going to an event by myself is 
is the easy part. Mm-hmm. Um, and just trying to go to the classes and learn more, meet people, and just have a nice time. And hopefully there'll be somebody nice that, you know, we can have some more conversations with. But, you know, that's not the goal. Right. So just putting yourself out there. Right. Then in case something comes along. Yeah. That's nice. So how, how, so getting there by yourself isn't difficult. No. Because you're used to doing that. Yeah. But I feel like there's other difficulties involved. Are there? What what are the keys to enjoying yourself as a single person at an event? Well, um, the Rocket Raccoon backpack definitely helps. Tell, you have um, to tell our audience who cannot <laughs> see that, that crazy looking thing. Um, yeah, basically he's a Rocket Raccoon, uh, about two feet tall as a backpack. Mm-hmm. And he goes on my back so people can see me as I'm walking through the event space. Okay. And they recognize him and they'll come up and say hi. and. Mm-hmm. You know, so, oh, yeah, I, I saw him yesterday. And, yeah. and so it's kind of a conversation piece. Okay. Um, so having some kind of a, a conversation hook. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, or, you know, just going to the to the mixers, going and talking to the presenters afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, volunteering. I've done that at most of the events I've been to. And, and it's a real good way to get to meet people. And again, for me, I just kind of smile a lot. Mm-hmm. And so people think I'm friendly. And, you know, I was talking about the first event I had ever gone to, and it was huge, and I didn't know anybody. And I was trying to have conversations with people, and they'd just, like, walk off. Mm-hmm. And, and it was really frustrating. It's like, okay, I guess. And, you know, I was crying, and, you know, people were like, well, what do you want? And I don't know what I want. And... Yeah. I remember that at PXS. You yeah. said that was the first event that you'd been to that where I you didn't, didn't cry. cry. Exactly. I rem- okay, I remember <laughs> in the hallway, yes. Yeah. So, and, and I was like, oh, that's just so awesome. So not that you cried at other events, but that's... Yeah, that's <laughs> but that I didn't cry at that at, way. At PXS, right. So, yeah. awesome. So, so you just keep chugging along at this point and... Yeah, and, um, you know, I was saying I had met some people last year at PXS and... Um, actually ended up going down to spend uh, a week with some friends in Florida mm-hmm. that I had met there mm-hmm. and, and hung out at Thanksgiving and, oh, neat. you know, just focusing on the positives instead of saying, you know, what's wrong with me? Why don't I have somebody to enjoy mm-hmm. the conversations and enjoy the people and, and enjoy the experiences Nice. and try not to think it's all about me and everybody hates me and... You know. Yeah, I, I think some of it has to be, you have to have somewhat of a, and it sounds like you have somewhat of a positive self-image, positive, you know, that you can't get trapped into the, the reason I'm here by myself is because right. I'm by myself and I deserve to be by myself or some of that other negative kind of self-talk, right? Right. And it sounds like you've got some of the, some of the, the keys are to go in with some kind of a hook so that people can talk to you easy enough and to smile a lot. And I certainly see you smiling all the time. And to look at the opportunities that are available. Because like you said, you got to do the Thanksgiving thing in Florida. And it just clicked in my head who that was with. Yeah. Because we talked last night. Yeah. So that would be an amazing experience to be to go check out a leather house. Yeah. And how they do leather and, and things like that. So that, exactly. that would be kind of neat. And uh I'll tell you who it is later. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we had this conversation. Oh, so chatting. Right. Oh, nice, nice. Now, as we, as we are. It was. an amazing experience. It was. That you might not have 
if you weren't, or if you were with somebody else. Right, exactly. Right? So to look at the positives of that, and it's kind of cool. The funny thing is, and I've shared this with Dawn on occasion, that there's very rarely, I've maybe been to one event that I can recall by myself. It's a different experience, right? Mm -hmm. But one has to be careful not to be too trapped into the idea of the grass is always greener sort of thing. Because trust me, there are, I'm sure that there are some challenges with going to events by yourself that you don't have if you're there with somebody. The flip side is, if you're there with somebody, there's perhaps some challenges there as well. Exactly. So are you actively, and by the way, here on the podcast, we have a new tradition. When we interview somebody, we break up an orange. I have this delicious <laughs> orange Please feel free to partake. set it out all nice and neatly yeah. and, and very um, as a, uh, asymmetrically. No, it's not asymmetrically. Artistically. Uh, yes. Out by that. So as uh, podcast listeners of, oh, I don't know, episode 200 or so, say I'm a fan of saying eat the orange. Exactly. So let's eat the orange. So help yourself to some orange. Thank you. So to get into, so how to, so why do you keep coming back? It's been two years, <laughs> right? And you primarily go to these things by yourself. Um, what do you get out of it that, what is the benefits of going? Are you here just to find a hookup? Or are you here for other reasons? Um, I think that, you know, like we were talking about earlier, it's it's nice to be able to to come from a perspective of curiosity, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not currently in a leadership role in, in any of the groups that I attend, but finding out more about how those things work. You know, um, hearing other people's experience, hearing what's working well for you, and you know, maybe being able to bring those things back, and and just continuing to challenge myself. You mm-hmm. know, the the class this morning about goal setting. You know, trying to learn to be a better me, and if that involves finding somebody great, and if it doesn't, I can still be happy. Right. Fantastic. It's wonderful. So, I have a, a, a curiosity question. So, when you first came in a couple of years ago, you didn't know what you didn't know. Right. So you weren't sure what you're looking for. Now, you've had two years Two years in. Mm-hmm. Do you know what you're looking for? Um, Anything specific? Do you have a box? Not, not <laughs> at the moment. I was trying to explain some stuff to somebody last night, and I just, I felt like I was replying, but not really answering the question. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I've done a little bit of play. But as far as like a relationship dynamic, I really don't have any experience with that. And, and I feel like I would enjoy being submissive, but I'm kind of hard-headed, so it would have to be a specific type of person, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. So. Cool. So you have a little more clue what you might be looking for. Right. Okay. And then just trying cool. it out and saying, hey, you know, this isn't working, or yeah, this is great, or if it was a little bit more of this and a little bit less of that, or whatever. Are you okay with the universe throwing anything at you? because that sometimes happens when we do have a box (laughs) yeah i mean i don't have a box of i'm looking for this particular space to be filled Mm -hmm. it's hey you know what's there does it seem to work let's try it and find out nice cool so one more question if you don't mind sure if somebody's not engaged not been to anything yet and they happen to identify as single, what would you would recommend, if they're gonna go, they're gonna check things out, what would the one thing you would recommend that's the most important thing for them to carry with them? Whether it's emotionally or physically or attitude-wise? Uh, 
I guess I would just say to focus on the positives. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it was really... I thought it was going to be really strange going to the uh, conference on Polly <laughs> when uh -huh. I was single. Right. You know, um, but just focusing on ways to connect with people instead of trying to find that one thing. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Fantastic. Thank you very much for being, and, and I have to thank you. It's very vulnerable of you to come on the podcast, mm -hmm. you know, and I very much appreciate it. We had a pleasant conversation earlier, and I avoided saying, let's do a podcast <laughs> as long as I could. And then we were about ready to leave. What are you doing in 20 minutes? <laughs> yes, exactly. So very much appreciate you being on the podcast. Very much appreciate the support you've shown for the events that we've run and for the podcast mm -hmm. and everything. You are, by the way, for the listeners out there, you're a beautiful human being. You're well, very you. creative. You're always, you always appear happy. I don't know what you do in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> and you have a fantastic backpack. What else could anyone want? Exactly. Thank you very much. Thank you.